0: Hey, Magaroo. Hey, you want to hear a joke?
1: Magaroo?
0: Magaroo? Magaroni? (laughs) Thought we'd go to some of the older nicknames. What's
1: the joke? I thought we'd
0: start with a joke to cheer you up. What do you call a factory that makes just okay products? What? A satisfactory. (laughs) Good. You like that? uh, it's
1: 10 times more funny to me because you were cracking yourself up reading
0: this joke before you read it to me oh i have a whole list of them right here if you get like bored during this podcast at any point you're like dad tell me a joke i have a whole printout of dad jokes hey your dogs your dogs are totally brilliant by the way i was asking simon um what is two minus two and he said nothing
1: that was really good <laughs> I feel since like on the podcast you can't see my face I am reacting in the silence I'm just silent with the reacting but no those those are good
0: yeah well I appreciate the reactions <laughs> I think we should just probably get started don't you
1: I agree with that statement let's play the intro music Max and Dad.
0: So what's up with your car?
1: My car, Samson, the Prius, is currently in the shop uh, because I was driving home the other day. I don't even remember where I was driving home from, but I called you and mom because I was driving, just singing some songs or whatever you do while driving. And then I looked back at my dashboard and like four emergency lights were on. Like the emergency brake light was on, the... um, ABS light was on mm-hmm. and like two other lights were on and so I called you guys and my brakes were acting a little funky and so I called you guys and was like, "Hey, what does all this mean? Am I cool? I'm like 15 minutes from home." Uh and so I kind of just <laughs> prayed and kept driving and got home. Did you were you I driving when you called us or did
0: you pull over to call us?
1: No, I was driving when I called you guys.
0: Okay, maybe next time pull over first and then call us. Well,
1: cuz no, you didn't know what was going on with your thing. car, right? Yeah, but I didn't want to stop and then my car not start and maybe on I the get freeway. That.
0: Were you on the 405 or the 110 or one of those other streets, those big highways out there? I was
1: on one of those. I think I was on the 110. Yeah,
0: that's one of those um, things, things in L.A. They say the before the number of the highway. You, yeah. It's a very it, L.A. It's kind thing. of fun. Yeah, it is totally. No,
1: I... W- I was literally talking to someone, like, yesterday or two days ago, I don't know, at some point, and we were listening to one of Willow's songs. I don't know if you know who Willow is, Willow Smith? I do. Anyways. Oh, cool. She has a song, and one of the lines in it is, like, maybe we can hit the 405. I was like, it's so cool being able to sing songs and, like, get California references.
0: I love it. Um, so, let's back to your car. So, is it okay? You, had, you took it to the shop. You had to wait till Monday to get it to a mechanic. And it's fine yeah,
1: now. He's he. I don't know. He's still in the shop. Um, they were so nice when I pulled up. They like took really good care. Um, were so sweet in how they talked to me. Um, ordered me a ride home because apparently that's something they do, like a free ride home. And she was like, "Yeah." And our standard is we'll issue a loaner car until yours is done. I was like, "Oh, that's great." She's like, "You're over twenty-one, right?" I was like, "Oh." Oh, funny enough. So, no, so, I am So close, not. but yet
0: so far. Yeah.
1: I know. And so I'm currently just kind of stuck at home. What's the
0: issue? Like new uh, brake pads or something? Or is it more serious?
1: Okay, this is actually kind of funny. I don't know because when she called me yesterday to give me the full diagnostics, the call woke me up from a nap. And so the whole conversation I didn't really process because I was still partially asleep trying to sound awake. Um, but the only thing I really caught was they have to order new parts and it should be ready on Thursday. Is that going to cost you a lot of money though? No, it's covered in like a Toyota recall or something. I don't know.
0: Well, that's good. But...
1: Yeah, I, I want a new car. Think, I want
0: to buy a new car. Things to watch out for. So just in general, Maggie, how's your uh, oil change? Have you ch- done that lately? <laughs> we,
1: no, because we already did it. I'm we did it before like you drove. Years. We did it
0: before you drove to California, which is like three thousand miles, and so mm-hmm. you're probably getting close again. Check the air pressure in your tires, mm-hmm. kids. That's really important. Not only for the the drive that you have, but how well your tires will wear. Really improves the the length of your tires. Uh, if you will keep them inflated, and windshield wipers or Rain-X. I like Rain-X better because, you know, I'm a kind of afraid of windshield wipers, <laughs> as we established in a yep. recent TikTok. But, no, I love uh, a good Rain-X coat that'll keep the, um, keep the rain off your windshield during the rainstorms, which you get so often in L.A. Oh,
1: my gosh, all the time.
0: <laughs> so, but you've been, you've been really busy, me. I know. You've, tr- you've taken care of a lot of details and kind of overloaded in life.
1: Yep. Yeah. School is crazy. Work's crazy. Preparing for parents to come stay with you is crazy. I can't wait. Um, Oh, my goodness. I can't pick you up because of my car.
0: Oh, that's true. Well, maybe by the yeah. time I get there in two days, you'll have your car back. We'll keep track.
1: Two days. Wait, what day are you coming?
0: I'm coming in two days. Mom's coming I didn't- the next day.
1: I thought you were coming tomorrow hmm.
0: no I have to go to Memphis to do a speech first I get to go to Memphis to do a speech first gotcha yeah
1: okay then yeah maybe I will have my car ready and I can pick you up and I can like do a little sign or something Bonus. probably not I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to expect it I'm probably not going to do it
0: <laughs> but it's okay. so you've been so busy you couldn't even go grocery shopping right
1: Yeah, no, I have been crazy, crazy busy. I cannot leave my house at the moment. So the only food I have in the house at the moment is HelloFresh, which is good because they're amazing and also one of our sponsors for our show today.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, fall is busy. HelloFresh recipes help you save time that you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping and chopping so you could get back to doing what really matters in your life as well. And HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. From vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to extra-special gourmet options, there's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Both deliciousness and simplicity. Do you have a favorite recipe so far, Maggie?
1: (laughs) My favorite so far was a Mediterranean chickpea couscous um it was so good and it's kind of like a bowl oh really oh yeah yeah absolutely well it was so easy to like since i live by myself it's a lot of food but i could have leftovers um and it was really really good
0: and the leftovers keep really well with that particular dish i've noticed that it was just as good the second day even better Mm -hmm. maybe So go to HelloFresh.com slash 14Chaos and use that code 14Chaos to get up to 14 free meals, including free shipping.
1: That's HelloFresh.com slash 14Chaos and use code 14Chaos for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping.
0: And you too can enjoy America's number one meal kit. So you, you, enjoy, you enjoy cooking, I Maggie? I do
1: to an extent. I will say that since I've been out here, I, ha- I don't know why, but I've never used a timer when cooking. Like when I bake things in the oven, I never use a timer. I just kind of look at the clock and then go do something else. And usually it works out okay, but Boy. I have absolutely burnt things to a crisp before. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah I- It's so easy too. All you have to do is talk to your phone. Yeah, and I think
1: I'm used to at home knowing how to use the timer on the oven, so I just do it right then and there. Um, And out here, the oven's different. So again, though, you're totally right. Like I Mm -hmm. do have a phone. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and cooking is an experiment. Like some things are going to work, some things are not going to work. I know for me. Um, I've always been fascinated by cooking. When I was a kid, I made fried bologna sandwiches with onions. And I would take Ritz crackers and put cheese on them and put them in our toaster oven and get those crispy. Mm. And, like, I would just try all this weird stuff. But fried bologna sandwiches are actually pretty good. Um, What's not good, however, one time when your mom and I were newly married, I decided to cook her a really fancy breakfast and make some omelets. And I guess I'd recently heard about, like, a salmon omelet, like that salmon and eggs, sound that terrible. kind of thing. It doesn't sound terrible at all. And I thought, well, we don't have salmon, but we have tuna oh. fish. And we had these <laughs> cans of tuna fish. And I just decided to make a tuna that fish omelet. That's terrible.
1: terrible.
0: And, and like, how bad could it be? You put some onions in it. You put some cheese in it. And I had it folded over so beautifully. It was golden brown. And I cut it in half and the cheese oozed out. And I served it to mom. And we both took the first bite. We, we almost vomited. We spit it out. We spit it out. It That's was so, so awful.
1: Gross.
0: Tuna and eggs. Ugh. Tuna and eggs remarkably different than yeah, salmon and eggs, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> That's tough.
0: <laughs> you want another joke, Maggie? Oh
1: my goodness. Do I? <laughs> let's, what a, let's what does go a, for what it. what
0: does a sprinter eat before a race?
1: Um nothing. What?
0: They fast.
1: It's really good. I'm fasting at the moment, so I appreciate that. Uh, Maybe that's why I've been so down lately is because I'm fasting. (laughs) That's tough.
0: So speaking of cars, we had a road trip up to Virginia to go see Eddie's band play at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. That was really amazing and a crazy experience. We were only there for that little window of time where their band performed, but it was kind of crazy. 170,000 people at this event. Uh, I, I was never at Woodstock, but I kind of that came to mind this must have been a little bit like what it was like except we didn't get rain thankfully but just an amazing amount of people very hard to get in and get out with the parking and whatnot but i was so proud of your brother their band did fantastic and they've been working really really hard for that moment
1: yeah for sure
0: Mm -hmm. i was thinking about the the goals and i did a, a video on this but uh, the goal itself like was to be at that festival and to play because they were on the biggest stage with all these other major bands that Eddie grew up with and and loves. Um, yet it's like the preparing for the goal, the things you do to get ready for the goal. that's like the real like celebration and bonus is they worked so hard for that. They practiced not just their music but getting on and off the stage and did all these other smaller shows and like worked through every technical, problem that they could anticipate they were so prepped for it do you have any like big goals Mm -hmm. in your life right now
1: of course always dream big what
0: are they um just give me one or two
1: um acting like booking a feature film out here I've, i've i've never done a feature film i've done short films i've done like small independent things but i want to book a feature film um and I want my car fixed. I want my car back. I'm sorry, that's like the only thing in my mind right so now. Got I'm really sad about that. Short term goals
0: and other short term goals. Because you're gonna get that feature film yes. like like Friday. Oh get the car on oh, Thursday, the feature sick. film on Friday, you're good to go. <laughs> Amazing. So in the meantime, you're in acting classes and you're working really hard, you're doing auditions, you're talking to your agent and you're doing the things that are necessary to get you there. I love it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of things that are necessary, we've gotten so many questions from our listeners. And this episode, we're going to address a lot of those questions. And I think you have a one to start us off. Don't you?
1: I do. Question one is from Anna Callahan. And she said, hi, I just finished episode nine and decided to ask a question. My question is who was your first crush slash awkward middle school boyfriend slash girlfriend?
0: Do you want to start? Oh man. Well, thank you, Anna for the question. And, um, You've got some catching up to do because this is episode twelve. So hopefully by now you're <laughs> caught up uh, to hear our answer to your question. You want me to start? Okay, yeah, go for it. All right. the The immediate person that came to mind was I was probably eleven years old. Um, Eileen Block, and so in my grammar school. And I could, oh, we're given full names. I could use her name now because it was been so long. I don't even know what happened to her, but <laughs> at that time she was everything. Like this girl was so beautiful and just sweet personality and I just, I was completely taken by her spirit. And one summer um, I got to call her and know her and we'd go do things, we'd ride bikes. Uh, I remember this, this day, it was like out of a movie. It was like such the perfect day. And we're riding our bikes. We stopped at a little convenience store. I bought her some candy. And I'm thinking like I'm doing all the right things to, <laughs> that the, the, my character would do in this movie, right? And then we went back to her house. We were in the basement. We're talking and playing a game or something. And and there was a ring. There was a doorbell um, that went off. And so she got up to leave and go answer the door. She came back a few minutes later and she said to me, Maggie. She said, "Oh, that was my boyfriend at the door. But don't worry. I told him you're just a friend of mine. You're just over visiting, so it's okay." <laughs> and I was crushed. I was like devastated because. Oh no! Yeah. I thought I was that guy. I thought I was at least. Like earning that position, and apparently it was already taken.
1: It's so sad.
0: It was very sad.
1: Oh my goodness! Very awkward too.
0: I was I could I never recovered. I never recovered from that. (laughs) As far as Eileen goes,
1: (laughs) we're never the same again. You still think about it? Wow.
0: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Go ahead. What's I have?
1: I have two that I think of. Like the first crush. I can remember was a guy named Hector um, and it was like young, young. And the only thing I really remember about it, maybe I pushed it out of my mind because it was too painful was that he didn't like me back. Um,
0: I remember but, hearing about Hector.
1: Yeah. I, the funny thing is I have pictures of him on my Nintendo DSi. That, like, I guess I took to school one day in third grade or something. And, like, I have selfies with friends. And it's so funny. They're so cute. I'm so glad I have those memories. Because um, that's just that's wild. None of us had phones or anything because this was, like, 2000.
0: So your Nintendo was know. a camera?
1: Yeah. It had a <laughs> little um, camera. Never knew that. On I Yeah. Because it was the Nintendo DSi. It was, like, the, Deluxe. the cool one of that time. Um, And I still play it on road trips and I'm not ashamed of it at all. But getting back to the topic.
0: Yeah. Number um, two.
1: The first like middle school boyfriend. Should I say names right now?
0: I don't care. It's, it was a little more, it's a little more recent for you. So you be the judge. (laughs) Use your discretion.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'll use a first name. Um, So there was this kid named Crawford. Um, He was a, the talk of our household in middle school, um, big time. But I remember we decided to start dating in middle school or I guess it was like fifth grade. And we decided over text, this was me and my slide phone. um, And it was while we were on a family vacation um, to Florida. We were like at Tony Steele's or something. Like we were staying there Um, and over that trip, we just texted and decided, like, oh, yeah, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. And over that trip, I got food poisoning. And I was, like, throwing up in the bathroom, feeling terrible. That, and I just awful. kept getting I'm not laughing texts. at your food
0: poisoning. I'm laughing no, because I remember funny. how this story turns out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kept texting me. He was like, you're so strong, baby. Like, you can get through this. Like a fifth grader. Oh, my gosh. this I'm, like, putting him on blast a little bit here. But it was so funny. And I started to freak out. And uh, ultimately, I was like, this is not good. This is moving too fast. Even fifth grade me was afraid of commitment. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> Um, I ended up texting him, and I was like, "I think this is just too much. We need to be friends." Yep. And so it was a very short trip, uh, um, and a um, very short relationship yeah. of us being in two separate states the entire time. Exactly. And it was still not all over distance. text.
0: <laughs> you became a boyfriend and girlfriend, and then had the whole arc of the relationship. And that's actually been a pattern a little bit. Not to call you out, but like you're Wait, you're getting too so? close. You're getting too close. Let me push you away. Has been a common theme <laughs> throughout your dating life. <laughs> thanks dad mom raised her hand she said you inherited it from her
1: (laughs) oh sick thanks mom
0: i think um yeah we we covered a lot of ground there that'll be interesting (laughs) we
1: said a lot of things we shouldn't have said probably
0: not you're going to be getting some texts from your friends after this episode comes out um let's change the subject you want a different question
1: i would love a different question okay
0: i'm going to um go in a different direction how about this this is from Callie who asks, let's say you have a month to accomplish a task and you know it will take you only a week. How do you stay motivated to work hard and complete the task when you feel you can, be, you can slack off due to the excess amount of time that you have to complete it? Good question, Callie. You know that feeling? It's like I've got a lot of time. I know this project's going to take a while, but I've got plenty of time. So how do you kind of yeah. like uh, apportion your time and energy?
1: I don't think I'm the best example for this because I, if I have a lot of time, usually I will not do it immediately. Um. So, do you want to take this one?
0: <laughs> well, my answer. I'm
1: working would, on it.
0: My answer would be that, um, like Maggie, there's a right way to do it. There's like the the textbook answer of how you should do it, and then there's the real life answer of how, like, more often it feels. It gets done, yeah. Because there's something about the urgency and the pressure of a moment and a deadline that really does drive focus and it drives action. So you can anticipate Mm -hmm. um, a couple things. Get started on as much as you can now. Think of it like a wave, like a big wave that's coming, and then ultimately it's going to break at the end and it'll be over, right? And so at that point when it's all over, when you've reached that deadline you're going to be done with the project because you're the kind of person who finishes projects and turns them in on time. You're either going to be super pleased and super satisfied with the work you did, or you're going to be feeling like, oh, I could have done so much more. Like this could have been so much better. And so decide kind of in advance, I want to have that feeling that I'm super satisfied. Yeah. So that's going to put you in the mindset in the early portion to really do some of the groundwork and kind of think about the the aspects of this project, the way you want to approach it. I don't know exactly what it is, but to organize things, to start some preliminary work, to put yourself in the right slot where you're ready to go. And then when that urgency kind of kicks in and drives your focus, then you'll be ready to go. And the other thing I'd say is um, when you feel that moment of inspiration, anytime in the project, like if it's early or late, whatever, that's the time to jump in it. If you ever get that creative inspiration of like, this seems easy if I just write it right now. Well, then that's the time you're supposed to write it, because at that moment you think, "Well, I could just get back to this same state of mind and it'll be easy then too." But quite often it's not. So um, go. I've I've learned that the hard way that when you feel the creative inspiration,
1: mm-hmm. you got to go
0: for yeah. it. Does yeah, yeah. And I feel like
1: the main thing that helps me is like split it up, make, don't look at a big project as like one thing split it up into parts so you can kind of look at it that way and you can get it done step by step that usually helps me a lot
0: cool this
1: question is from griffin and he asked what is your favorite part about being a motivational speaker slash tiktok influencer you know now that i read that i don't know if it's actually just specifically directed at you
0: well, no, but you're a know, TikTok influencer. I know, but technically so are so you. I think you should answer that <laughs> you part. You
1: technically are. You are that Not them, really.
0: Dad. I'm not getting brand deals and done, endorsements and five million done followers. brand deals and, and
1: endorsements.
0: No. It's all about you, kiddo. That's why I'm just Maggie's oh dad, goodness. one, two, three. <laughs> I, I, I'm comfortable in your shadow as far as TikTok is concerned. So what's your favorite part of being a TikTok influencer? Um,
1: two main parts. Number one is genuinely the impact that you can have on people like I had people who I watched growing up who were my go-to people when I was feeling sad and I knew like I could just watch one of their YouTube videos or whatever and I was gonna smile like I was gonna for that amount of time just feel better and to have people tell me that like that's what our accounts do for them like that it's really hard to top that feeling like, that is just so cool, and I love being able to contribute that. And then I'd say my other favorite part is, like, just the ride it's taken me on. Like, the connections and the people I've gotten to meet and, like, new communities. I mean, I'm in L.A. because of it. Um, and, like, that's just crazy. It's It's been such a cool ride.
0: It's been great for us to watch you, and you're just getting started, too, so... I mean, but we think that, right? But you never, also never know how long it could last or anything mm-hmm. can happen. And so I think it's important when you feel that ride, it's like, let's go with it and see where it takes you. Um, well, my favorite part about being a professional speaker, there, like you, there are several different things that came to mind. The first is I love that all these different companies and industries and different people from all over the world hire me they bring me into their organization and they teach me about what they do and they really take me into their mindsets and goals and um their company history or mission and their values or whatever it is and and i learn about something that i could have otherwise otherwise i would have not known about at all like the concrete like association of america or Uh, some high-level technology company or, you know, it just doesn't matter. Like every spectrum, healthcare, financial, whatever. And so I've learned a lot in the journey. Um, I love the travel. I love the opportunity to go different places and be a part of something big, like a big conference. Um, But to me, the part that's always, like, just amazed me, and this goes back to back when I was just a kid Mm -hmm. performing, like doing juggling shows and doing unicycling and Uh, People would hire me to come in, and I'm like their featured entertainment at their after-dinner event or whatever. And I get up on stage, and I've got 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is, and I do my thing. But nobody knows what my thing is. Like, they all trust me so completely that you literally, nobody bothers you or hassles you. And then you get to that moment, and you deliver your thing. But it's just always felt like this incredibly empowered feeling and freedom of – I get to express myself and do what I love, and it will be like valued and judged based on how it comes out. Um, but it's done. It's you know I'm a big fan of freedoms of, of doing doing what you love and following your passions everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me.
1: Awesome. That was a good question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. This is a good question too, and also a good compliment. This is from Adam, and I, um, it may sound a little self indulgent, but I just want to read this. Because it really did touch my heart. And by the way, everyone, the comments that you leave, the questions you leave on wholesomechaos.com, we read all of them. We're trying to cover as many as we can or condense them into topics for the future. But... The response has been amazing. And this show, we want it to be driven by the needs and desires of our audience. So please go out there and submit your questions. And there's a lot of great things to check out on the, on the website as well. In fact, a new uh, downloadable resource for you called Connecting Through Chaos. You can have that for free. You can share it within your family. Uh, there's also a link to actually join our family and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so please check out wholesomechaos.com. So Adam says... Firstly, I'd like to express how motivational you both are. I've learned new skills and adapted a better mindset by listening to you both. You've inspired me to improve relationships with family and friends, and most importantly, live life to the fullest. So, thank you. My question is My faith has recently been faltering. I go to church and procrastinate about whether I'm good enough of a person to label myself as Christian. I'm by no means a bad person, but I feel like the expectations of my faith are sometimes difficult to live up to. Have either of you ever had a moment where you struggled with your faith? And if you don't mind sharing, how did you overcome it? So that's a that's a yeah. big question. And, and possibly um, we could do more about faith in another episode to go deeper down that um, important topic, but... What would you say to Adam? Yeah, I
1: mean, of course we're human. Like, I'm a Christian, and, like, my faith has definitely faltered at times. Um, I literally, I was at a house church the other day, and they were talking about lukewarm Christians. And if, like, you grew up in the church, you kind of know that term, where it's like, you're a Christian, but you're not, like, on fire for God or anything. Um, And... In my head, I was like, oh, no, I'm not a lukewarm Christian. And then they read off this list of seven things lukewarm Christians do. And it (laughs) you kind of hear some of the things and you're like, oh, wait a second. Um, Like one of them was like a lukewarm Christian um, doesn't desire to be saved from their sin, only the punishment of their sin. And literally when he read that out the whole room, we were like wait a second like it's the expectation as a Christian like the absolute thing that you want to do is be like Jesus and you're gonna fall short but that's why there's grace and that's why there is the gospel and like things to guide you in that direction and at the end of the day like when it comes to being a good enough person like God knows your heart and As long as you are, like, trying to spend time with him and improve your relationship with him, like, I think that is the biggest thing. Spending time in his word daily, like, just doing things to grow in your relationship at the end of the day are going to help you. And I think I was reading, I think it was Psalms at some point, um, and it it was maybe peter i don't know peter or david or someone i should definitely know that but um they were talking about it was them essentially crying out to god saying like god how long until you come near to me again like how long are you going to stay distant from me and it it just goes to show that even these people who were radical in their faith and so close to god and doing these incredible things at time felt distant from god like everything is not always sunshine and rainbows Um, like there's spiritual warfare, there's all that type of stuff. And that has an impact on your daily life. Um, and so, yeah, just spending time with him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you're feeling the struggle, that's probably a good indication you're on the right path because you're holding yourself to a higher standard. Um, I love what you said, Max, about God knows your heart, right? And I think God also speaks to your heart. Um, and I would say often there are times where I don't feel I am a good Christian, but I do feel like still I'm connected to God, right? Like I, I remember when I was a kid, there was this moment. And I'm so grateful for this moment. I was in Chicago growing up, climbing the chestnut tree in front of my house. I was in the tree and I just had this knowing. And it wasn't a faith moment, like a belief moment. It was a knowing, like like, a, like it was imprinted in my heart, and my mind, like, you're not like, there's something so much bigger than this life. This isn't all there is. Um, in fact, kind of like the world that we're in now is illusionary. It's like, it's like a a test of some kind, or it's like a, a transient experience to get to something greater. And it was just a glimpse of that whole concept. And I don't know how even it came in, but I'll never forget it. And for me, since that moment, it just kind of opened my eyes to this. Well, if, if none of this is, effectively, you know, permanent or real, or this isn't the real deal, the end all be all, then I can take life a little less seriously and I can look for something a little bit bigger in every situation that I find myself in. And that's led me to explore conversations about faith and meditation and learn from people who walk of different faiths as well as my own. And so I would just say, stay with that question. And uh, and absolutely, I'd, I'd say having a sense of conflict that you're not enough is definitely an indication that you're at least asking the right questions there.
1: I don't, <laughs> yes, I believe, I believe that's fair. Um, I wanted to tell you though, I almost adopted a dog. Oh no. It needed <laughs> me. Happened? It needed someone. Okay. So I saw it on TikTok, and it was a dog that was like, at some sort of beach in a corner underneath a bench and it was like spray painted like it was scared and it just came up to this guy and sat with this guy and he brought it to a shelter in LA that I am not far from and I was like oh my goodness is this my time to get a dog um ultimately I ended up reading the comments and a lot of people in the comments were like um you know, saying that they'd love to adopt and they're like, I have a fenced in yard and like two other dogs for it to play with and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, they have way better setups than me. I should let this go. But then I started looking through pictures of other dogs at the shelter. And I got so sad because they just need loving homes. Um, but I'm gonna like the main thing that stopped me is thinking about the fact that, like, if you adopt a pet, you should be in it for the long haul. Like, you should keep that pet for their entire life. Um, not just, like, while they're young and fun and, like, stuff like that. But um, thinking along those lines, I was like, oh, crap. If I get a dog, at some point that dog's going to die. And I don't know if I am emotionally strong enough to handle that, <laughs> like, at the moment. And so that's genuinely what stopped me from getting a dog.
0: So this episode so far, we've talked about heartbreak <laughs> as a young person. We've talked about God in our faith. We've talked about cars. We've talked about the death of our pets. Yeah. Like this is a pretty wide-ranging a- episode, which leads me to believe it's exactly time for another oh dad goodness. joke, right? So, so uh, what did the ocean say to the beach
1: it said nothing. It waved. Did I get it? <laughs> ha! <laughs> you got it. Easy. Good one. Do you have another one? Do you want wow. to try another one since I stole the joke? Yeah,
0: it's a it's a big responsibility um, to have a dog. now I, I want to circle back to that. So I'm glad you didn't make that decision to adopt a pet, especially since you're renting from. They told me who I could have a home, dog, that would be. I know. Oh, no, no, the other
1: day she came <laughs> down and she showed me like a feature on my door where I could open it a little bit. And she was like, yes, yeah, so, you know, if you had a dog, like if you have a dog or something, it can just go in and out without you having to open or close the door. And in my head, I was like, wait a second. Did you just tell me to get a dog? Because mm-hmm. I will.
0: Oh, my goodness. So um, another question, perhaps? Um, sure. Okay. The, what else can we get into here? How about mandatory service in the Singapore army?
1: Yes. Something we both... Hi, love
0: from Singapore. This is from Sarah Rule. So here in Singapore, it's kind of mandatory to be in the army for like two years. It's something that I don't enjoy doing. So I'm just laying low to get past it. My, My question is, how do I keep my morale up when I'm stuck in a rut doing things I don't want to? So... I remember learning about this when we were in Singapore, how every citizen has a mandatory two-year stint in the army, and that's common in other countries as well. Um, Cyril rule. what would you like to say to him, Maggie? Um,
1: I think, I mean, like, obviously this is not something that we can relate to quite closely, um, but just in general with when you're in obligations to do things that you don't want to, Look for the little things that you find joy in that just like I don't want to say get you through it because like mindset should should be kind of more optimistic than that, I guess, ideally. But just look for the happy things and the things that like whether it's like a friend you make or something like that, like just try and reframe it, I guess, a little bit.
0: That's a good answer, Max. I was thinking that you know two years seems like a long time, but it goes by really fast. It seems longer though, when you're focusing on how much you dislike that experience or you know just trying to get by, just that mindset of saying, I'm just trying to get by it um, is going to actually change the frame through which you see the whole experience as sort of a punishment that's put upon you. And while it may not be your desire, and it's something you would have never like electively chose It is an experience you're going to go through and you have an opportunity now to make a choice in terms of how you view it. And again, project to the end of it and think, what's the story that you want to be able to tell when this is all over? Either you're going to say, yeah, I went through this horrible experience. They did all this stuff. Or I was able to learn through this experience or I took advantage of the opportunities that you're only going to get during this certain window of time. So for, for you and for anyone else out there who feels like you're in a situation not of your choosing, whether it's related to your family or your circumstances, maybe you're moving to a city and you don't want to move because you got friends back home or whatever it is, you get a chance to rewrite that story and to create something that's, um, that could be pr- potentially really fantastic as long as you stay in that journey, as long as you stay along for the ride. So just some great... Uh, great questions today that really have spanned the whole, the whole uh, world from different locations, but also a wide range of topics, Maggie. What else is on your mind before we begin to wrap this up?
1: Um, not much. I'm excited for you to come out here. I definitely need to clean up. Um, also, am I in charge for making plans or is that something you've been doing?
0: Well, I don't have a connection to certain people I'd like to make plans with, so maybe we could talk about okay. that later.
1: You don't want to make um, our in entire of, of golf itinerary and that kind of thing. on our podcast?
0: <laughs> oh, no, you should just surprise me with, with okay. an adventure. I'm not expecting much. I just want to see you and, and begin to, you know, hang out in your environment. It's going to be a blast to see here. what you've been up to the last couple months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, don't connect me to a realtor. I might, I can't you.
1: promise. What if no. that? What if I have an entire day that is just us touring houses out here? <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, we'd, we'd, yeah. we'd have fun with it. Like we have a saying in our family, you, you gotta yeah. be somewhere,
1: yeah. right?
0: And so that's kind of our own way of reframing wherever you happen to be, whether it's stuck on a plane that's not going anywhere or uh, in a circumstance that you've never been expected um or in a long line or or in traffic waiting to go to the music festival it's like you got to be somewhere and that's the thing is if you can enjoy your own company and if you know how to amuse yourself and have a good time and think productive thoughts um really you can kind of get by just about anywhere doing just about anything yeah right all right so wholesomechaos.com Uh, We want to help you through the chaos in your life and help you connect that chaos to the people you love and care about so that you're growing through it together. Because, you know, chaos is, it's not going to end. It's this concept that everything's random and unfinished and unpredictable, and that's life. And so if you're living your life thinking, we just got to get to this certain next step where everything's going to make a lot more sense, you're missing life. Life is in the chaos. And it's the opportunities to connect to the people you love are in those moments as well and so that's what we're trying to do with this show and as you think about it and how it applies to your life please subscribe and follow and uh, perhaps some other things as yeah. well, right Matt? Yeah, tell your
1: friends if you're enjoying this show if you have someone who you think would enjoy this show just send them a link, tell them about it um, you guys are what is making all of this possible and we really enjoy your feedback so much so go to the website, leave us a question talk to us in our social comments, whatever you want um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening.
0: Have a great week. I love you, bags. We love you too. Bye. Take care, everybody.
1: You know what I, it is where I've like been down these past few days. You know what I think might be the culprit? What? I ran out of coffee about three years not three years three days ago, and I can't go to the store to get more.
0: Well, there you go, Maggie. I
1: I mean, that explains it. That's, again. that's why
0: you're. That's why you have a headache. For one thing, you're in withdrawal. I've ad- I've confronted some of my addictions in this <laughs> lifetime, but coffee's not one of them.